0: Man, show be joined by the coach northern colorado bears out of the big sky conference come off a big win against the montana grizzlies coach jeff linder coach linder i know you're happy after that win at montana coach He's keeping that race for that title for for the big sky there
1: jr well it's good being back on and uh you know it's it's funny there's, there's easier ways to make a living it's funny how uh, there's such a fine line between winning or losing a rory makes the uh, you know, probably an NBA three at the buzzer. It's probably a completely different feeling, but um, it was good to be on the uh, the other end, and especially against Montana, who has had our number uh, over the last couple of years. And I think for us to kind of get that proverbial monkey off our back, I think that uh, it'll definitely help a a young team like us who starts three true freshmen. It's probably you know one of the you know the youngest teams in the country. If you look at Ken Palm, I think we're the 300th youngest team in the country, and so. It's, a win like that can, can really help a, a young team psyche moving forward down to the uh, the stretch run here, as we call it, with uh, you know, one game behind Montana with four games left. And then ultimately for most of us you know, in the big sky or most of the leagues in the country, you know, we're all one big league. So it really only matters what you do come, come conference tourney time and can you find a way to win three games when it really matters in March.
0: Yeah, Coach, like I said, Montana thumped you pretty good about 24 points, I think, and to win that game at you know against those guys, the uh, team you have is very young. Like you said, your senior guys, Jordan Davis, there, but those young guys around him, that experience they're getting is going to be so valuable for you as you go down the road here, getting that confidence, say, we beat the best team in the league, uh, arguably, and we beat them, and we can compete with those guys. So now, now if you see them again in the Big Sky Tournament, we're not afraid of them now.
1: No, there's no question. And you look at Montana, who's you know, in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champs, and they're the fifth oldest team in the country. Um, and they're a team that, you know, the first time we played them at home, and our guys, you know, we haven't been in, in the three years that I've been here, being year three, kind of where we came from until now. I mean, we've always been the hunter as opposed to being the one that's hunted. And Montana came in the first time after two losses uh, that were kind of unexpected, and we knew that, you know, they came out and basically just, through a couple of haymakers and knocked us out. So I had a reminder of guys going into there that, one, can't be scared, uh, and, two, that, uh, you know, you better go in there and, uh, you know, you better be like, you know, as I talked about the the famous, you know, the Ward you know, the Thomas Hearns-Marvelous Marvin Hagler fight back in the day, the, you know, the greatest nine minutes in boxing when, you know, Tommy Hearns was knocking everybody out with that right hand, and, you know, everyone knows how tough Marvelous Marvin Hagler was, and all he did was walk right through that right hand in the first round and pretty much... You know, Once he kind of stood up to that right hand, Tommy Hearns pretty much just quit. And he knocked him out in the third round. and So that was kind of our, our mentality and ultimately kind of our response in that game. Our guys, each time the Montana made a run, we just went back to thinking about being, Mar- being marvelous Marlon Hagger and just walking right through that right hand.
0: Now, Coach, throughout the season, uh... How have you seen your freshmen grow? Because I know you have a very young team. I was looking at your roster. It's very, very young. It's kind of it's more younger than I thought he was. I was like, oh, wow, well, he's really young. So how have they grown throughout the year for his game plan, discipline, game prep, shoot arounds, watching the film, accepting the, the schemes you're running, accepting their roles? So how have you guys worked on getting those guys to grow from when you got them on campus this summer to now?
1: Well, I think the beauty of it is, is being able to get them up here in the summer, you know, starting in early June. Uh, and then with the NCA changing the rules to where you can actually work with them on the court for four hours a week, and that definitely makes a, a big difference. But, you know, one in recruiting, we really try to focus on, you know, smart players, guys that, uh, you know, that have a great feel for the game because ultimately those guys can make the adjustment a lot quicker and also guys too, that come from winning programs. And, um, you know, and that's something that I think just carries over. And then, when you add you know add those young guys to uh you know one of the better guards in the country and i don't care about you know what conference you're in whether that's the ACC Pac 12, Big 12, Jordan Davis, you know, my senior guard is, is as good as any guard in the country. And, uh, and as good of a player that Jordan Davis is, he's, he's even that much more better as a leader. And for those guys to see when, you know, people talk about, coaches talk about, when your best player is your hardest worker, uh, it makes everything just kind of, you know, this makes everything work. And Jordan Davis is, you know, by far, I mean he's he's our hardest worker. He's an elite level worker. You know, I don't throw that word around lightly. I mean, he is elite. And for those guys to see the way he handles himself, to where he ca- way that he carries himself, and the way he talks to those guys, he doesn't talk down to them. Um, he understands. In order for him to have the senior year that he wants, he needs those guys to be good. And and and, and the reality too is that you know we're under 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 NCAA sanctions still. This will be the last year of the sanctions that I kind of. Took over when I got the job, and we're only at eleven scholarships. You know, Division One basketball, you have thirteen, and we're at eleven right now with with five true freshmen on scholarship. And so, for us to you know be where we're at, eighteen and eighteen and nine, and in second place in our league, um, it really says a lot about those young kids, but also says a lot about you know our older players, Jordan Davis and Jonah Radabon, the leadership that they provide every day for those young guys.
0: Exactly. The half of guys around is only going to help your program down the road because you have so many young guys, which tells me you have stability going forward with that roster because you, you can be very picky who who you take now because of the guys you have on the roster now that are very young and three of them are starting for you now. So you're set up well for the future. So by the time they're junior and seniors, you have a, a older team that's been playing for four mm-hmm. years that can really be dangerous to somebody if you're getting that big dance there down the road there.
1: Yeah, and I think that's sometimes the trick that, uh, you know, college coaches play on these kids in terms of talking about player development. There's only so much you can do when, you know, in the off season you only have two hours or four hours to actually be on the court with guys. And really the guy, the way guys separate themselves, especially as freshmen and sophomores, is by the number of minutes they play. You know, the total minutes that you play as a freshman or sophomore. So for my freshman who maybe had an opportunity to maybe go to a so-called bigger school or bigger conference, knowing that they had an opportunity to come in and play 800, 900, 1,000 minutes as a freshman, that's what's going to separate them from some guy who wanted to win the, the 15 minutes, 15 seconds of fame on Twitter and, and say that he's going to this school or that school or this conference. And then once you get there and you're not playing, well guess what? My guy who's playing nine hundred to a thousand minutes and you're playing hundred minutes, uh, you know, he's gonna pass you up in a hurry. And so that was the, the big sell with some of our freshmen who, you know, we feel like moving forward and like you said, when those guys get some you know, get some gears under their belt, some experience and playing in the places that we have to play in the non conference, they're not gonna be scared to play anybody in a first round NCAA tournament game.
0: Exactly, and I know your non-conference wasn't what, what, what you wanted to be record-wise, but I feel like those guys seeing that early, that those different styles, different styles of play, different defenses, different environments is going to help them immensely this year and down the road because they, they got thrown to the fire, per se, and they learned on the job. And trial and error is the best way you learn anything you do, even radio and coaching as well. Once you get, you get into it, you really know how to do it.
1: Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, you know, people don't realize, you know, at our level with our non-conference schedule, you know, we have to go out and play, you know, the buy games, you know, in order to one supplement our our budget, but, um, you know, which is probably the biggest thing. so we have to go out and play a Texas Tech. Uh, you know, we got to go out and play three or four of those games where, you know, you're already behind the eight ball, and so now for us to kind of come away even though we had a couple of disappointing losses uh, on neutral courts in Vegas before Christmas, but to kind of come away with how young we were and then with the starter being out pretty much the first three months of the season, Jalen Sanders, uh, which made us that much younger for us to have the non-conference schedule we had, was actually, I would have probably taken that if you said that. And then for those young guys to get the experience and then to be able to carry that over to conference play, uh, you know, we knew that would pay dividends in the long run.
0: Yeah, Coach, I feel like, like I said, man, I feel like it's your level. Like, you've got to pick the right guys. And you got – I try to tell guys all the time who go to mid-major schools, work on your game. You, you at, mid-major, at mid-major school, you you're the perfect place to grow your game, You get you a good coach that can max you out what you're going to be. And you can learn to accept your role rather than sitting on a bench at a high-major school, like like you mentioned, and not get any run because you're able to learn on, learn on the job. you you got – You you get guys to care for you. You can learn how to get stronger. Learn the game of basketball. Learn schemes. Learn how to watch film. Learn how to read a scouting report. Learn how to keep game plan discipline on the game court. And learn how they how to play the game the right way. And I feel like at drill level, guys are afforded that opportunity, and then by the time they're seniors and juniors, they can be high major players based on the development of their game, and their bodies, and could possibly play overseas or in the NBA or G League if they so choose that be their career path after leaving school.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's the trick for us. Is one, I think. You, know, you would think with 365 division one teams, you'd think everyone would have a plan in terms of you know fitting their recruiting to their style of play and to their system. But you know, there's a lot of guys out there that just want to go find talent or find you know just athleticism, but they really don't have a, a plan in terms of their recruiting. They don't have a plan to recruit to their system. and I think that's something that that we have and it's something that you know and I think I've been able to identify in my career, you know trying to find some of those late bloomer guys. Uh, the guys that maybe aren't as fully developed when they're 15, 16, 17 years old, but knowing that, you know, they still have room to grow in terms of height, they still have room to grow in terms of their athleticism. And I was fortunate enough to recruit Damian Lillard to Weber State, uh, recruited Chandler Hutchinson, who was a first-round pick by the Bulls uh this past year at, at boise state you know two guys that were completely under the radar uh coming out of high school but they found the right place the right level and the thing about our level two is we don't have the the resources so we can you know, like my assistant coaches are out recruiting every single day or or twice or three times a week Where are now my assistant coaches you know we got to make sure we develop the guys that we do have but knowing, too, that my assistant coaches are also the ones in the gym working them out. You don't have a grad assistant. You don't have a manager rebounding. For them. No, we have actual coaches coaching those guys every day. And so if you start adding those days up, that's when you can start separating yourself.
0: You got there, right, coach. I've seen that a lot with different coaches at your level. With. They actually on the court. Like, I was sitting in the coach's office the other day. He said, well, I got to go, go get got some shots. up." like, oh, you got to do it yourself. He's like, yeah, I got to do it myself because we don't have anybody because I was shocked, but I get it because he's like, I know what kind of – an o- OVC school. So I'm like, I get it. I, yeah. I understand it. So, yeah, no doubt. And Weber State, speaking of them, you play them – coming up this week or uh, coach Ray and those guys down in and you got Idaho state as well at home. So uh, as you prepare for these teams on the film coach, uh, what are you seeing from these guys and what you tell your team as you get ready for these two big games here this week in the big sky to keep you uh, right there with Montana in that race for, for first place and get that number one seed to get the automatic bit to the NIT? Yeah, the, you know, the, the cliches,
1: the next game, the biggest game, which is, which is so true, but I think this time of year, too, is, you know, you really are what you are. I mean, you're not going to reinvent yourself. Uh, You know, hopefully the, the habits that, you know, we've instilled in our players from the time we got the job, you know, two and a half years ago. That you know that foundation in, in what we do every day is ultimately what allows us to, to win games. I mean, the catch word nowadays is the process, you know, which Belichick has made famous, but or Saban's made famous. But at the end of the day, it's true. I mean, it's what what you do every day and how you hold your guys to a high standard every day and you hold them accountable every day. And that's, that's what wins you games this time of year. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to trick anybody with tricky plays. Now you better hope that recruiting, you got some tricky players that can go make, go make some plays, you know, when it really matters. And that's what luckily I have. And a guy like Jordan Davis in the last four minutes of games against the better teams, the more athletic teams, you know, that are also prepared and are good teams that are going to try to take you out of what you want to do. I mean, do you have a dude that can go make a play? Where I can just go one four low, or I can just put him in space, and he can go make a play for himself, or create a rotation, or create a double team. That's going to give somebody else an easier shot. So, um, you know, these next, you know, these next four games we have in conference, we're just going to take one day at a time, and uh, knowing that we have a big one coming up here Thursday against a against a team that's in third place right behind us in Weber State, who has a very talented roster.
0: You got there right, coach. And last one I got for you, coach. I keep looking at your standings. I look at the I look at the, the big sky a lot because I know a lot of coaches with Travis and Shante and Randy. I talk to all those guys on the show and Barrett too at Portland State. I talk to them as well. So I look at your league, your league a lot. Uh, the the league to me, since I've been keeping an eye on, a lot of my buddies I talk to in the league, it's like. The, it's like every night's a dog fight. It's don't no it's, even the team with the worst records are still gonna give you a hard time each night in, in the big sky. So, speak about how the conference is as a whole and t- top to bottom. How every, every game's a tough game, no matter what you do. Yeah, it's
1: you know I think that you know our league, especially this year, from top to bottom, it's true. I mean, there's there's no there's no gimme. I mean, on the road or at home, I mean, you better make sure you bring it. Which every coach is gonna say that, but there's always a, a couple teams in the league where you know what well, we know we don't have to play play our best or to, to go win tonight we don't need our a game but in our league um you know there's not that big a discrepancy now i do think you know montana with their talent their uh, uh with their you know their veteran group i think their margin for error uh, is a lot greater even but uh, losing a co um, has kind of affected that a little bit. Uh, but I do think from, from top to bottom in our league, really competitive, you know, got some really good coaches. And the thing about our league is, you know, you got, you know, you don't, might not necessarily have the big post players that are that are dominating inside, but, you know, you have some high, high-level guards, guys that will be making, you know, a lot of money, you know, with the guys like Lillard in the NBA. Uh, but there's going to be some guys that are going to be overseas making making a lot of money for a long period of time, that guard position.
0: Yes. Well, Coach, I'll be keeping an eye on you guys. It's weaver State, uh, and I'll be looking at you against Idaho State as well. Hope you guys can keep, keep on doing what you're doing, Coach. Hope to talk to you again in a few weeks when you're getting a, a chance to go to the, the big dance with the NIT. Hopefully I'll talk to you one way or another, Coach, and I hope you guys do well, man.
1: Well, I appreciate that, JR. Thank you for having me on, and uh love to
0: talk basketball anytime. You get it. All right, Coach. Have a good one. Talk to you guys real soon out there, man. Thank you, JR. All right, folks. It's Coach Linder here on The Boss Man Show. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks, at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, a Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B L U B E R R Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions.
4: Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip-hop fans, i got a great album for you.
7: only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.
0: All right, folks. It's back Ken LeGerald, the Boss Man Show. Got a good friend of mine on the program. He's now with Missouri State. In Springfield, Missouri, coaching the Bears up real nice. It's my man, Coach Daniel Ford. Coach Ford, what is up, my man? Hey, how's it going, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good, Coach. I Thank you for joining the show. I know you had a tough loss last night, but you, still, but I know you guys still in that, that race up in the Missouri Valley. One game behind Drake, and Drake's coming to your place on senior night. So how you feel about the opportunity to beat those guys and maybe get the number one seed and, and win your title this year?
8: Well, you know, we still got, like you said, a, a slight chance to, to finish, uh, tie the top of the league standings. Um, a couple of things have to go our way, and, and I think, uh, you know, prior to last night, we, we kind of controlled our own destiny a couple times down the stretch here, and we, we've slipped up both opportunities. So, uh, hopefully things go our way, and uh, we we play well on Saturday, and Drake is probably you Know from top to bottom, one of the best all around teams in our league, so so it'll be a challenge, but uh, looking forward to uh, um, you know, honoring our three seniors on senior day,
0: yes, indeed. Now, coach, I know you took this job, uh, for you being 16 and 14, right now, 10 7 overall in Missouri Valley Conference play. Is this what you expected when you took this job, or is it are you kind of where, where you wanted to be when you took the job, or can you kind of oversee what you thought when you took the job over last year?
8: Well, we try not to put number expectations on, on our players. I mean, obviously, uh, we, we prepare to win games and we go out there and play to win, but but there are so many variables that affect winning, and so we try not to do a, a, a number expectation. But you know, I, I did think that we had an opportunity to build a strong foundation, and I think that we've been able to do that this year. Uh, we got a lot of guys in our program that we feel like are talented enough for this level, uh, or, or have high enough character. Uh, for our program, and, and now we, we have to figure out how we can improve. So uh, I, I did expect for us to fight for our culture every day. That's something that we've done. Uh, but, you know, we've probably won a few more games than, than we anticipated, and, and obviously I don't think anyone expected us to have an opportunity to tie for the, the league championship, but but I don't think people thought that seven, uh, uh, seven losses would tie you for it either. So it, it's been a weird year in the Valley.
0: Yes, indeed. And uh, coach on the court, I know you play about seven guys. What's been the key factors for you on, on the court, which which your guys to get them to play this way after non-conference, where you were six, six and 7 nine non-conference. Uh, so, uh, what was the key factor turning them around when you got in the in the valley again?
8: Well, you know, we we, we changed from uh, playing a double-posted offense to a to a four-guard offense around a hybrid forward. I think uh, we lost a guy, Shimon Wojcik, in our first league game of the year to a broken foot, and that required us to go with more of a four-guard rotation. And um, You know, we we did a good job of of handling the basketball and and, and making some timely shots. And then there was a time there uh, almost uh, to the midway point of league play where we even switched up our defensive and offensive philosophy uh, we actually uh, tweaked our offense philosophy prior and then did the defense philosophy later. Now they've both kind of work together, and we've done a good job winning close games with, you know, extra possessions, good free throw shooting, and a solid decision-making down a stretch. So um, I think it's been one of those years where we've really tried to navigate the
1: waters. And,
8: and you know, we're, we're trying to get our program into the place where we can just kind of sell the ship, but but I don't think we're quite there yet. We're still doing some navigating.
0: I hear that, Coach. And, f- and for the guys on the court, I know you play a good number of guys who are juniors there, who, who play for you, and know, seniors as well. So with them guys being able to take the coaching, take the game plan discipline, take the, the scouting reports that you put forth, forth for them, they're not wild by it. They can handle it. They know the scheme you're expecting. You go over and practice, go over and shoot around. They bring that shoot around to, to the game court so is that how you feel about having those guys who've been experienced through those wars where they really can help you as you guys have to navigate the waters and kind of change things as you go based on need and, and injury worries there
8: well i mean we're, we're pretty comfortable with our with our senior guards and they, they've they done a good job of of um you know buying in and, and trying to do what we asked them to do and and uh, obviously you know we've been uh fairly healthy uh since that injury to shimon Wojcik. so you know, when you play only about seven guys like we are, maybe eight, then guys know that they're going to play. So, so they're locked in, they're working on their games, and uh, they're trying to do the best they can because they're, they're, they are they they do not have to look over their shoulder. And, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate because we've got three senior guards, Ryan Krecklow, Josh Webster, and Jared Dixon. And, and for the most part, they have pretty good basketball IQs. And on top of that, they're great coachable kids. So we've been very fortunate with their leadership. And um, you know we we're just trying to ride that way for these guys and, and finish this thing as strong as possible.
0: And Coach, what is Tulio da Silva, Keandre Cook, and Jerry Dixon meant to your program? As you said, on and off the court, as you build this foundation and set your culture for, for the Missouri State Bears going forward.
8: You know they've been great. I mean, obviously we brought in Keandre Cook and, and, and Tulio de Silva, but. Um, they, they've been great. I mean, they, 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 they try to do the best they can in terms of the classroom. They, they, they try to give an honest day's effort and practice every day. I mean, I know it gets hard. Uh, neither one of those guys are uh, coming from uh, uh, programs that have won championships at the Division One level, so it's a learning curve for, for all of our players. And, and I think that those guys are trying to adapt, although we've stubbed our toe with a couple of these opportunities um i've been i've been pleasantly pleased with with their efforts for for the most you know for the most part uh especially uh conference play in which we are currently i believe uh, uh 10 and 7 uh, with an opportunity to win 11 games which is the most that they've won here in like eight years in the league and uh on top of that i think the the future is bright
0: yes indeed and uh coach um you actually play seven guys, but the guys are very experienced. So this time of year, February and March, you need guys who are not scared, who are not scared of the action, who are not going to make that play, execute it at the right time. So having those senior guards out there, coach, has to make you feel wonderful when you get in the M V C T tournament there, that they can make make it happen when it counts for you and the Bears.
8: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you have to lean on those guys uh, uh, late February, early March uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, like you mentioned, they've been there before; they're experienced. They should they should not be surprised by, by anything. They they know what it takes. Whether or not they've come up short and learned that lesson that way, or whether or not they've been able to accomplish it on the winning side and been, and been able to retain that information as well. So, uh, we're definitely uh, grateful to have uh, senior guards. And then I think that the second factor of senior, senior guards or senior players in general is just that urgency that seniors play with. Because when, when you tell a senior the next time you lose, your career is over, then that, 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 that sparks a little bit more urgency. And I think that we, we're fortunate enough to have about three guys that, that have that. And, and I think there are some other teams in our league that have the same thing. And I really think that that comes into play come conference tournament time.
0: You got there right, Coach. And something I know you're very big on is player development. I mean, Tennessee State senior guys work out with Coach Peele and those guys working at their games. So for you, Missouri State, would have been in a bigger conference in the, major, in the major realm of things. How do you approach the player development piece now, being at a bigger school with more resources and a different kind of league and who, who you're playing? So how do you approach that now going forward?
8: Well, it's just a, a, a bigger part. I mean, we, we, we have the uh, the luxury to have resources here, to have unlimited access to facilities and training table and, and, and staff and things of that nature. So, uh, we you know, player development is is, is behind, uh, you know, slightly behind recruiting. And, and I think that uh, although we, we feel like we want to bring in players from day one that can really help us, we, we also have to do a good job of the, developing, developing those players and making them better. You know, I'm thinking about Tulio De Silva, Keandre Cook, Jared Ritter this offseason. They're going to have to have really good uh, player development uh, off seasons and, and become better players and add things to their game, perfect parts of their game. But, but if you can't develop young people on and off the floor, then you're really missing the boat in college.
0: You got there, right, coach, and getting guys to accept their roles at that level, too, because a lot of guys are loved on in high school, and you you know that, and then they get to get to you, or in JC, even, they're loved. But to get to your level where they're not not the guy, we have to accept them, whether they're a screener, whether they're a defender, whether you're a corner three guy, or a role guy. so... The development system, coach, getting those guys to accept their roles. How are you going about that now, being here at Missouri State, since you moved on to have new players, new guys who don't know you? How do you get them to accept their roles, accept and what they what you want them to be going forward, and grow into what they can and max them out as players and people?
8: Well, you know, one of the things that we try to do is we try to uh, bring in players uh, uh, to be role specific spots that that we need. For example. If, if you were a really good shooter or if you were a really good ball handler, we, we don't bring you in here and try to have you do something that you that you haven't been doing. So we, we kind of are filling a role through our recruiting. So we don't always have to get guys to buy into new roles. We, we go out and if we need uh, uh, athleticism, we go out and try to find the most athletic player we can find. If we need a point guard, we try to go out and find the best point guard. So uh, a lot of it is just getting them to – uh, buy in to the fact that they need to be just become better at whatever it is that they do you know we we tell our guys all the time go play the game that you've played your whole life we're, we're not trying to change you once you get here And i think a lot of times that that's why we're able to get people to accept their roles and, and not really have to fight that battle because you know strategically on the front end we, we try to do our work and and, and you know feel the need that we are looking for through recruiting not try to you know, bring in a guy who scored a lot of points and then tell him when he gets here, he's got to be a lockdown defender. I mean, we, we, we don't do that.
0: Exactly, and you always been good at finding the downs in the rough. I know that about you. You can find a good player. You, you got, always got that covered. And then speaking of finding good players, I think for you, you're, you're having a good year this year. Going ten and ten seven in the conference could go eleven wins in the tournament here. Uh, that it's going to help you in recruiting because guys were like, "Oh Missouri State, they, 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 first year coach are doing pretty well there." So make guys maybe say, "Hey, I might want to be a part of that going forward." So with the good that you're having this year, uh, how's it going for you in recruiting so far? I'm trying to get guys to buy, come, come to you guys and join you guys next year. You know, we've been fortunate. We we had uh we, we took some transfers to sit out this first year, and they they're going to join
8: our team next year. And both have been in the NCAA tournament and both have been, you know, uh, 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 big parts of their team's success. And now I don't think they were the best player on their teams, but they were also young in their careers. But Tyreek Dixon was at Middle Tennessee, won over 50 games in two years. He knows what it's like to be a champion. He's played in the NIT as well as the NCAA tournament, won a game in the NCAA tournament. And then Josh Hall was another kid coming from nevada who's won a game in state tournament one conference championships so so those guys are sitting out and they're, they're really going to help us from day one they're, they're big they're strong they're athletic for their position and then we were fortunate enough to sign in the early period a nice class uh three in-state kids that, that have a bright future uh jamonte black juan harris and, and tyon freeman all three are guards and then uh finally uh i guess the uh, Biggest piece to our recruiting class so far is going to be the addition of Gage Pram, who uh, many, many uh, consider one of the best Juco big men in the country. Just a back-to-the-basket, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 240-pound guy that, that can get some easy baskets. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to him uh, joining our program as well. And uh, we we will definitely probably add a player or two late because, you know, like like, like we talked about in our staff meetings, we – we need to compete and try to get better. We we need to be better next year than what we were
0: this year. Exactly, and then, coach. Speaking of the, because we have to be better than you were, were this year. Because, but coach, your league is playing great. You have seven teams with at least nine wins in, in the valley. When you we took this job, you know the valley was this deep for its talent. With all these wins, you got one seven teams with nine or more wins already in the league play. You got one more game to go this weekend. So, do you think the league will be this good for us just? the wins uh, how it's been spread out
9: or did you kind of
8: surprise you as well well last year was the 8th ranked league in the country and so we, we figured it'd be good now, now we're not ranked that this year I think we dropped all the way down to maybe 13 or if, if not lower than that I'm not 100% sure but uh, this league has always been good and and uh, there, you know a lot of teams in our league have starters that, that, that come back and for whatever reason this year teams just have not performed as well and and uh, that's a trap that we want to try to stay out of. We 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 want to continue to raise the expectations here. Uh, we want to be as as humble as we can and work as hard as we've ever worked this off season in in hopes of uh, having a better year next year. But but uh, I played in this league, so I've got a great uh, uh, amount of respect for this conference, and uh, I I still think it's one of the better ones in the country. And and hopefully uh, next year's group can can make a can make a comeback.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, I'm going to be cheering for you this weekend. Of course, you my guy. Hope you get beat, Drake. get that 11th win and go to that tournament and Make some noise, man. I hope you do it, brother.
8: All right, man. I
0: appreciate you, man. All right, Coach. Take it easy, folks. Okay. See you, buddy. All right. That's Dana Ford, people. on the boss, man. Show the Missouri State Bears.
4: Six zero seven. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with JR McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you.
7: yeah, yeah, it's your man J.C., the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down. at clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705, Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the live karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.
0: All right, folks. Back on the Boss Man Show. Back by popular demand. Somebody who was not been fired. And it was alleged they were fired by a certain individual in a cold part of the country. Uh, <laughs> my man from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, the Trusted area, but re- repping Jersey, my man, Tony T-Bone Williams. Bone, glad to have you back since you wasn't fired.
9: <laughs> oh, thanks, brother. It's good to be back. Uh, I'm surprised that I'm allowed back on the airwaves.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to give Bone a chance to address – an individual who we won't name out loud, but who listens to the show every week and texts me every week about the show. You know, they, they claim they don't like me and Bone. Listen to <laughs> the show every week. So Bone, flow is yours to address this individual who alleged you was, quote, fired like he fired me, allegedly. <laughs> so <laughs> feel yeah. free to let him have it.
9: Yeah, when you told me that, that uh, someone said they got me fired because of all the complaints against me, First of all, what's beef? Like, I don't understand. Like, I've never met said coach one-on-one. Like, I've been in the same room as him when he coached a southern uh, team. Uh, I've been in the same room with him, and I never had beef with him. I I didn't understand where that came from. Never understood why I was a Yankee doodle dandy. Uh, I never understood why you think I got fired. Uh, I guess I could be petty. And start quoting Eminem song saying, Guess he's back, back again. But I'm not petty. but So I will just say hello to the coach that will not be named. I would say, hello, buddy. How are you? And good to see you again.
0: Yes, indeed. Like, never get in show business, sir. <laughs> 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 why don't I find my brother, Bone? He's been good to me for many years. And uh, once again, why are you worrying about what goes on on this radio program? <laughs>
9: it was- yeah, it was just so weird because apparently this is a failing show that needs ratings, uh, and, and I, but but he listens every week every week, so I, I find it funny in that in that way.
0: Exactly. Now, bone. This week I was in Memphis where I saw your Lakers melt down. Unfortunately, <laughs> once more to a terrible team. I saw them play the Hawks on February twelfth and melt down. Now I said, i in Memphis, meltdown against the Memphis Grizzlies who are taking to keep the draft pick. And what I witnessed was the passive aggressive one, LeBron James, not playing defense like he's been coasting for the last few years on defense. Uh, he's scoring and rebounding and assisting, but he's just going to the motions. Rajon Rondo, his this deputy lieutenant, he was coasting as well. And you have a negative ten from your bench of you JaVel McGee, Tyson Chandler, your know, Reggie Bullock who you just got, Mike Muscala can't give you off the bench and you traded for the guy. So I don't the Lakers are a bleep show to say the least. And my sources on the team as you can probably figure out Lance and Mike. They I can't get any good words about the team. So and JaVale McGee, another one of my buddies. So I feel like all those guys on one of your contracts. And put some rookies who LeBron tried to trade away to to New Orleans. It's all come to here, and that's, this is where GM LeBron has failed. And when that trade didn't go through, the chemistry was screwed for the rest of the year, bone.
9: Yeah, I, I think the, the non trade uh, it might have been the death knell to the team, and not just because they didn't get A. Davis, but because of the fact that they had so many guys on the chopping block. Uh, and you know the rumor that it was all LeBron's. Uh, it, it's all—it's all about fingerprints all over the team. So I think it just—it's something to kill morale. I think that was probably the final death knell as far as team morale. Uh, that being said, they're still only three games out of the spot, and they were a plus six in the standings when LeBron up until Christmas. Uh, you know when he got hurt. So it, it's funny because this team is so infuriating uh, for fans because they because they can beat the Warriors when healthy on Christmas as they did in Golden State. They can beat the Rockets, uh, but then they go ahead and lose the team like the Hawks and the Grizz and the Knicks and the Nets, uh, the Magic twice. The Pelicans without Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans, the Mavs. So they play up to the competition when they have to, but they also play down. And and that's a sign of two things. You're a very young roster, or two, you just don't have morale to to actually battle back from adversity because you guys – don't get along.
0: Yeah, and this—I don't know how you would feel. I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've been in a situation where I've been fired, or I heard it was gonna happen. Uh <clears throat> it causes tension. Yeah. And as you know, Bone, I many individuals never saw that ever again. Who we who mm-hmm. we referenced. So, if I know you're trying to get rid of me, and that's LeBron James, but you just want me to help you win games. I'm gonna half ass yeah. it and not give it on my all. 'Cause if if you held your way, I'll be out here in New Orleans. So yeah. why would I give it my all? Now I know I need to play for myself, especially if I'm on them rookies or I'm one of guys on one of your deal. But I'm not right. playing for you. So they're trying to fly a lot of hero ball. Oh yeah.
9: Yeah, and that's the thing. People I don't outside looking in I I've covered NBA for, for decades plus and People don't get it on the outside, you know, oh, they're paid millions of dollars or X amount of dollars. Just show up and do your job. Okay, I get that part. But at the end of the day, there's still human beings who have emotions, who have feelings, who have families who are worrying about, are we in L.A.? Are we in New Orleans, you know, in a week or so? So, I mean, there are things outside of basketball that affect players, because they're human beings. They have lives. They have to worry about, uh, are my kids staying behind or are, are, – are, in LA or they coming to, to New Orleans, or they're changing schools in the middle of the year. I mean, there are things that go on in these players' minds and their lives. So I mean I think fans get get you know I think in a little ahead of themselves in that factor. That these guys are still, yes, they're they professionals, they're millionaires, they have they play a great game and they have a great lifestyle, but they still have feelings. They have emotions. And when you see the top dog, you know, either behind the scenes or overtly saying, I don't want you guys here of course, you're not going to play as hard as probably will. And not because, on purpose, it's just human nature.
0: And also, a uh, problem with Lakers is Luke Wallen's rotations. Like, I, I don't get why Mike Muscata does, does not play. Uh, you traded for him, he doesn't see the court. Uh, you know, you type, Travelle <clears throat> McGee was playing well, didn't take him out of the game, We don't see him anymore. Or Chandler. <clears throat> or it's like, or, I don't get his rotations. You don't know what's going to be Mo Wagner or Chandler, or McGee for a certain now You don't know on the wings it's going to be. And just think if Lonzo Balls are out there, how tricky the location would be with Lonzo Ball on the court there.
9: Yeah, there are times where he's had at least four different point guards or, or lead guards, you know, on the floor. He'll, you know, At one point, he'll have Rondo, he'll have Lance, he'll have LeBron, so Ingram, those are all four lead ball handlers at once. And you kind of wonder – who is the top guy? I mean, obviously, Ron's the top guy. But who are the other ball handlers on the roster? And then the rotation is, even back, you go back when they had Zubac. And Zubac was on a tear for four or five games. And then you wouldn't see him again. It's like Walton, uh, I think, plays the roster a little too much as far as rotation. And it kind of messes up, I think, the timing. And it, messes up, it messes up the guy's flow on the floor. And you're right. It's just almost like a like a, a of, of things on the floor, and and, and you're seeing what will happen now.
0: You got that right. So the L.A. Lakers right now are in the midst of turmoil. We'll see where they progress throughout the rest of the season. Not many games left in the season because because get this, the last of the season is April 10th, and that's mm-hmm. not very far away, April 10th. So hmm, we'll see what Lakers end up. Bro, another quick story, New York, Ja Rule from New York, he got booed in Milwaukee uh by uh we're not the fan his sound didn't work, and then you <laughs> see the Bucks shooting doing his performance at halftime, he curses the Timberwolves, then he's cursed the Kings <laughs> now, Is he a little be the bass god now? Like when Ja Roo get a get a curse like a cursing people. I mean, what's almost with Ja Rule?
9: I think Ja Rule is under a lot of stress and pressure. Because of the documentary that came out, you know, of, of those two documentaries, they are not flattering. <laughs> I I think that I think right now there's kind of like a venomous behavior towards Yao rule from the public, and I thought it was pretty. I, I thought it was a weird thing to see him on, on at a halftime show in Milwaukee, as then Giannis out there shooting free throws right in the middle of the act. I mean, that that's a total lack of respect. John ja Rule, I wonder that it was such a such a, a it's on that way. I wonder the 50 Cent call down to Milwaukee and tell Giannis to sabotage John ja Rule's show,
0: or did he talk to a certain coach to do it as well? <laughs>
9: yeah, well, the, 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 we, we already know the coach has um, feelings, uh, and he, he had I know of uh, pettiness. So I mean, I I, I, I mean I wouldn't be shocked. He's like, well, I'll go out there and sabotage the halftime show.
0: I want me shot. Exactly, and get this bone: a Florida man <laughs> stole more than thirty thousand dollars in rare coins and cashed them in for a fraction of their value at change machines at area Kroger grocery stores.
9: <laughs> he cashed on the, the winning the, the the coins.
0: Yeah, the rare uh, coins under, that he stole. Yeah, he the antique in, coins uh, he stole.
9: Under so, first of all, he's a thief. And an idiot. So he he's over too right there. Uh I mean to, to steal the rare coins and not have a wear at all to think maybe I should go to like, you know, someone, you know, that might know something. You know, then then go to a Kroger's coin machine and cash men for weight on the value. So he is a bad guy and a dummy.
0: Exactly. And Florida man. Florida man gets caught stuffing $19 worth of cocaine inside of his storage room at Smoothie King in the, in the pineapple section. He
9: stuffed
0: cocaine in there? <laughs> yes, $19 worth of cocaine in, it, in the pineapple section at, in the Smoothie King closet. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming
9: that there was a manager that
0: found it. The well, the cameras called it. The cameras yeah. got him. Got caught on camera and the manager reported to local authorities
9: these corner stores and convenience stores they're all they all have cameras these guys i don't know if they, i don't know if he's on his high on, on supply or what because you have to know that there are cameras everywhere in the little in the little stores
0: exactly and final one i got for you this bone oh brother it's pretty terrible uh, Florida man arrested after offering to pay for his meal with Sloppy Toppy from McDonald's. Dude, not have enough money to pay for his McDouble and chocolate food Sunday.
9: <laughs> it's too bad that that burger can because then you could say, have it your way. But so I, I guess <laughs> McDonald's, gotta, I guess, have to do. But, you know, h- how good is that burger? How slam is that burger where you're going to offer some, some, some mouth stuff? <laughs> for a burger I mean I I, I don't a frequency of McDonald's every now and then but it's never been that good
0: exactly like you get to drop through the window you say hey man I don't have any money but I got this toppy for you come and get it like <laughs> how's that work is she gonna go through the window and get into your does like, that how's that gonna go down sir yeah I, I don't know and I, I I mean like I said I've never I've, I like McDonald's every now and then but to say that it's
9: that good I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna say you know what I
0: don't got it, but I got something else for you. So you're in jail, my man, on cessation charges for
9: 218. Yeah. Uh, son uh, Sunday How do <laughs> you explain that to other patrons in the prison? Where they asked you, <laughs> what you went for? And you got to explain yourself.
0: Boy. <laughs> Bone. <Alan. laughs> my state never ceases never cease to, cease to amaze, brother. My state. <laughs>
9: Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I I started smiling when you went to and a Florida man. I started smiling because I knew something <laughs> was coming up. <laughs>
0: yeah, always. Well, Bone, I tell you we're good to get you on the show again this week. Hope to get you again next week. And I'm glad you'll tell a, a certain coach you're back in better and Ever. You wasn't fired at all. <laughs> oh, no,
9: I, I am, I'm going to be back. I'll be back more frequently. I want to say hi to all my friends and buddies out there.
0: Yes indeed, folks. That's my man, Tony T Williams here with me on the Boss Man Show. Check us out always at BossmanShow.com.
7: My heart skips skipping the beach, you're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, sway into the music, girl, that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose
3: it. Alexa, play the country heat playlist. Okay.
6: With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night my might let me know. All the stars are all the stars are Tell me what you
2: gonna do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me.
7: Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar
6: and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
5: Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can't anybody find me somebody to love?
0: Alexa,
6: play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
4: Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education both in and out of the classroom is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting. Or Twitter at CoachTWill24. Or Instagram, TravisLWilliams24.
6: Is it just a space for your company, or is it a space to help you grow your company? From new HQs to satellite offices, with WeWork, you can find a space that works for you. Visit we.co slash space matters to learn more.